Welcome back to Glad You're Here on HappyProductions.Live. I am excited to be chatting with Scarlett Woods. Scarlett, how you doing? Hey, Grant. Hey. <laughs> We've been talking the last I half. I know. I, <laughs> oh, thanks for making the trek, though. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I'm excited to talk to you, and you've got a lot of cool things going on, and going to hear some... A- anyone out there who doesn't know Scarlett, I won't I won't do what Sean does, where we lecture you about not having social media, because I yeah, think... Please don't. I, did, I got lectured yesterday oh. by two women, one being a musician down in Minneapolis. She was... They were they were getting on me. Oh, none they of that. Were, they were on my back. Not none of that. It's yeah. healthy. It's a good thing to not have it. Yeah. The, the, what we're talking about is is Scarlett is one of those rare musicians that's making it work without having the social media game. And I have the utmost respect for that because I think it's healthy and the way we all should be doing it. It's just the world we live in where we've all come to the conclusion that we need to do it. And Scarlett is proving we don't. You can do it. Yay! You can do it. <laughs> That's right. You can do this music thing. I'm going to blaze that trail, although it would be very, very helpful. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. I'm going to admit, it is kind of dampening my career a little bit. And I get that. That's cool. But it's like, I get to do it my way. Yeah. You could could make a fake one. Did you hear about this guy who booked like a fake tour through Europe because of his fake social media? No, I had no idea. Oh my God. So this dude, he... He created a fake Instagram for a band, and then he bought like a million followers or something, so it looked like they right, had. That's right, you can buy. Followers. You can buy followers, so he bought them all, and then he reached out to all of these venues in Europe, scheduled an entire tour, and he still went and played the shows. I know because what they do <laughs> is they look at to see how many followers you have. They're like, oh, this guy's huge. Yeah, so they think all these people are gonna. Did a lot of people show up? Nobody showed Nobody, up. Nobody. They I were know, all empty. I know. Oh my god! I run into so many bookers that do this. They're like, "How many followers?" Or they they try to find followers, so yeah. they go to my Spotify and it's like twenty people listening on my Spotify. You know, they're like, "Who the hell is this person?" No, we're not going to hire her. So I don't get hired because of those numbers. This <sighs> numerical world we live in so frustrating. You know, it's like why why can't we just listen to the? I but I get it though. Like, we don't have time to actually listen to music anymore. That's, we have about 20, 30 seconds. That's the attention span. And I get that. I that's, get it. Well, that's because of social media. So now it's created this vicious cycle. I know. Of <laughs> you, need I to, know. Yeah, you need to be on the TikToks and on... Yeah, I know. Oh, the TikTok, when that first came out, I didn't even know what that was supposed to do for humans. I'm just like, wow, is this just like a place to... Like take more videos of yourself like how yes. many pictures do we need to take of ourselves and like what is, what in the hell are we thinking <laughs> it's just like we're all obsessed with ourselves we really are yeah it's we were talking too much it is too much i don't like it no i'm i'm with you that's why i have the utmost respect of you for not playing the oh, game thank you yeah it's it's so refreshing to see somebody making music for the sake of making music and not because they want a million followers on Spotify. And I I say refreshing, but I talk to musicians every week that are in this for the love of it, but it's just cool that you're doing it your way. That's what I'm getting at. I'm trying to. You're trying to. I'm trying to. I get get flack for doing it my way, but... Well, the Shans of the world... I haven't been swayed yet, so... (laughs) (laughs) My producer, even, he he was just like... You know how much work I found through my Facebook page. I'm just like, I know, I know. And I've talked to businesses, and I know business. It like it really helps out businesses. Yeah, and especially in smaller communities because that local paper's gone. Exactly. So they follow the little, you know, 
local businesses that they like and I know I get it that's that's the game and, and musicians are a business in and of themselves and the product just happens they to be are. you know you right that's no. the interesting thing I just don't like it like how it's this surveillance capitalism oh like connecting with people through surveillance capitalism like that's not okay and I, you know, I wish we had more laws in this country about that. You know, and California's trying to step that up. And, you know, I think they just had a child act law go through. You have to be a certain age to go on social media now. Smart. So, you know, there's steps being taken in parts of the world to try to control this out-of-control trillion-dollar industry. It is an out-of-control industry. You know, industry. it's like... This should be here for when we need it. We shouldn't have to be always on it and have it control us. Like, that just doesn't make sense. That's not a tool anymore. That's manipulation. <laughs> That's alcoholism. <laughs> that, is, that is alcoholism. That's alcoholism. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. It'd be like if you had a sentient hammer, you know, and you're just trying to build a deck but the only hammers you can buy all tell you the best way to build a deck like you don't get to have your own I don't know I don't know where I'm going with this metaphor but it's I follow I follow you you know what I'm saying it's it's not not a healthy tool no it's definitely not it's definitely not so all that to say Scarlett what are you doing (laughs) we know you're not on social no well I have YouTube oh there you go which I mean YouTube is a social and that same algorithm is you know that they still use that um the social media platforms, you know, YouTube uses that algorithm as well. So it's like, I'm not completely off, you know, and I'm on all streaming platforms and those are kind of turning into more social. Like, I know Spotify is trying to do more of a social thing and I wouldn't be surprised if Facebook buys Spotify someday. Oh, I could see that. I could that, see that. That would make a lot of sense. And that would just really piss me off. Oh, that'd be the worst. But, would, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I fly off my handles and then I get back on and then I'm okay. Then you're okay. <laughs> That's what it's all about. But, so, so we met, we met at a show up at uh, San Pagita in December. Yeah. Early December. That was fun. That was a good time. Yeah. And you've been playing around ever since then, I'm sure. You haven't ta- even taken a break or anything, right? No, you've been bum- no. Bum- I, I play like, in the winter time, it's usually... One or two gigs a week, and then it picks up to about, I don't know, four or five in the summer. Yeah. You got, what what gigs you have coming up that the people could... uh... So no one can go to the airport gig unless you're going to fly somewhere, (laughs) but that's on Thursday. (laughs) Um, But Friday, I'm in Aiken again, and this is for their love series that the Ripple Center is doing. Cool. And that show is at seven o'clock. On February the 10th, and tickets are $10 pre-sale, $12 at the door, and that goes till about 9 o'clock. And then I'm also doing, like, a little giveaway thing. Like, there's there's a drawing at the end of the night, and uh, it'll be for one um, live music performance for a romantic dinner uh, anywhere publicly of your choice within a 100-mile radius. So if you want to take your family out for dinner or take your sweetie out for dinner and have have me come in and play two or three kind of romantic songs for the evening. That's a little Incredible. giveaway that's happening. That's so. a great idea. Yeah. yeah. I, I missed what uh, what day is the Ripple Center gig? When is that? Uh, February 10th. February 10th. Yeah, so this Friday. Cool. Yeah. 
That'll be awesome. How does the how does the giveaway work? Like anyone who bought a ticket gets entered in the lottery. Yep. Yep. Okay. Anyone with a ticket. And then you just you're just gonna pull. You're gonna do the lot do the drawing on stage and then I call it name. I don't know. I think I hope Christine's gonna be there to help with that. But <laughs> Take care of it. <laughs> yeah. Or one of the sound techs or something. I don't know. Yeah. There. We'll we'll play it by ear. There It'll you be fun. That'll be that'll be a good time. That's an awesome gift, everybody. And it's if you haven't heard Scarlet, it's gonna make even more sense in a few minutes here once you do hear one of her songs because it's just it's incredible. So you're gonna you're gonna be blown away just just like I was when when she played up at San Pagita. Speaking of which, do you want do you want to play a song for the people? Do you want sure. do you want to give them give them a little yeah. taste? <clears throat> sure. All right. This wasn't this one is not like. I wouldn't say this is a romantic song. <laughs> That's okay. It's it's fun. I call this one a Minnesota Farm Girl. Nice. Can you give me a strum on that guitar quick before you start? Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Search. <laughs> 
madness in a world hell bent on bashing everyone. If this world could be a little more like you, if this world. Minnesota Farm Girl by Scarlet Woods. That's an awesome song. Thanks. Yeah, well, thanks for writing it and sharing it with us. Uh, that actually leads me to something I want to talk to you about, because I know you've kind of been a world traveler. Mm-hmm. Or maybe an American traveler. American. 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 <laughs> American. Working on the world part. There you Working go. On hey, one, one step at a time. Yeah. But uh, were you were you born in Minnesota? Or I was. You yeah, were. Born and raised in Brainerd. In Brainerd. And then when did you leave? I was about 20 years old when I took off. Oh, nice. And yeah. what what was that story? What happened there? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even know why you that left, was... but like, where'd you go? What'd you do? Oh, okay, so <laughs> I, I, I left. Uh, I headed out west. I had some friends that owned a house. Um, I told them that I had 600 bucks in my bank account, and they're like, oh, my God. Okay, you can just crash at our house. You know, until you get your feet on the ground and just happen to be on the Oregon coast with the view of the ocean, I'm spoiled. Man, that is, talk about a stroke of luck. I know, I'm spoiled. (laughs) So that was where I first landed in Newport, no wait, Lincoln City, Oregon. And then I ended up working on a crab boat that season. So I left in the fall and then I ended up getting a job working on a crab boat. This was like in 08, like right after the crash. So there was no jobs at all. It was, it was horrible. And you know, Craigslist had one posting of like a position at McDonald's, and I'm like, no, I can't do it. I can't bring myself to work at McDonald's. <laughs> so, the, there, but there's this other posting for deckhand wanted, and I'm like, I don't. What the hell is that? <laughs> Being from Minnesota, like, what's that do? <laughs> so I click on it, and it was a captain down in Newport with a crab boat vessel looking for a deckhand on his 36. 36- 36 foot vessel so yeah so I got to be a crabber I, <laughs> for a little bit I have so many questions about that that's awesome no it really was yeah. I mean it was hard work and I threw up every single time we went out oh jeez but Dramamine you know yeah. so just take Dramamine and just try not to look at the water stare at the horizon you know look at land so, how far off the coast do you go to catch crabs? We're just right on the shelf. Okay. Yeah, we're only maybe like a m- half a mile out. Does that help that you can see land? Or does yeah, that- oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it wasn't like tuna fit. Like tuna fishing, you go way the hell out. Yeah, and you can't lo- you-, you can't see land anymore. And yeah, it helps to have a visual of the land because it it's holding still. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> and like everything is spinning, and <laughs> there's some sort of like anchor. Trying to not throw up, oh, how- so you lock onto the land. It's like, oh god, oh god, and the smell of diesel. Oh god, 
It was hard. I bet. It wasn't easy, but you know, you just you're young and stupid, so you just do things like that. Do what do what you got to do. Yeah. And were you were you making music at that time too? No, not yet. No. Okay. Mm -mm. I was like so. I was flailing. (laughs) I was flailing in my life. I was. I've been flailing most of my life, actually. That's okay. I think a lot of us are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's and that. Yeah. That's. I don't know. That's. That's life, though. That right? is life. Yeah. That's life. Sometimes it takes you to a crab boat off the coast of Oregon. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so, you, so you were crabbing off of Oregon in your early early twenties. How long did you do that for? And then when did you when did you start like playing? Did you start playing out there? No. No. Oh God, I, the plot thickens. <sighs> so I, this crab boat. So I ended up. So Dave, the captain, ended up hiring another female on this boat. <clears throat> And we ended up falling in love. Oh, the plot does thicken. It thickens. Wow. And then we ended up, you know, and then I move in with her and Eugene, because Eugene's kind of right across. It's like an hour away from Newport. It's in the valley of the five, I-5 corridor. And so I'm living in Eugene, working at Slinging Coffee. That's that's when I uh, I, I got ruined. <laughs> the coffee in the northwest ruined me so now i turned into a coffee snob because of that um but yeah i was slinging coffee in eugene and then you know i was just i don't know i just had this kind of moment in my life where it's like i don't want to do this the rest of my life and i really do want to bike across the country and see walden pond because i've been wanting to do that since i was 18 so i asked her i'm like hey do you want to go on this bike trip with me and you know, and she's like, sure. So, so we ended up biking across the United States in 2012, uh, promoting the importance of eating local foods. Cool. So, you know, we went, uh, we called it Food Cycles Bike Tour, and it was about a six month tour, 6,000 miles, all the way down to San Diego from Oregon, all the way across to Florida, and then up to Boston. Jeez. So, that was 2012, and then. You know, we get back and work the summer, you know, the spring by the time I get back. So we're working on this goat farm where they sold goat milk in Eugene, Oregon. And we're living in this house that was decrepit and falling apart with no running water. No Have you tried water. to sell this to Hollywood no. yet? This is a movie. <laughs> oh, God. So there's no running water in this house. And... and, and some stuff went down with the owners and we're, we're like okay we need to get away we, you know so my friend at the time she li- she moved she w- she lived in Eugene and then she ended up moving down to Ashland Ashland Oregon which is uh, just on the cusp of Oregon and California so she's like you guys come down here there's a spare room upstairs and she was also living in this condemned house that the bank owned and it was falling apart and decrepit so rent was super cheap uh, so we ended up moving in the upstairs and we're like, okay, this isn't going to last forever. The house is falling apart. What do we do next? And Tula had this, she was like looking online and she looked up tiny houses and tiny house living. And that was like 2012, 2013 when that kind of started Cutting to take edge off. On it, yeah. And so we're like, okay, let's build a tiny house. <laughs> so we found this old couple with this property outside of Ashland they had like seven acres and we did like this work trade agreement and you know we lived in a tent for six months 
during you know this period when we were building the house and luckily we got the roof on and all of it kind of enclosed before winter came so we moved in and lived in a tiny house um for five years out in a horse pasture with no running water but that was what allowed me to start to pursue a career in music because i wasn't paying all this rent yeah and it was such a small space like i threw away so much of my stuff it just kind of really focused me to like what do you want to do you don't have all this stuff like what do you want to do with your life i'm like well music obviously i'm (laughs) like that's what I've always wanted to do and all of a sudden this opportunity is like here it is this is your opportunity go and run with it so I started I started a business um, called Hannah's Helping Hand so my tax name is actually Hannah Cooper <laughs> <laughs> Love it. so I started Hannah's Helping Hand which is a business is like a, a personal assistant slash like small building repairs which allowed me to set my own hours because that, that is totally key when you're trying to pursue music. Like, you need to make your own hours because things are just so random in this industry. You can't have a 9 to 5. So I started doing that and started going to the open mics and started to play out and da-da-da-da. So this is like, I don't know, 2016, 15, 2015, 2016. And then I just, I don't know, I just slowly started to... To build, and you know, I wish I had more musician friends at the time. Like, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't really have any musician friends, so I didn't know what I was doing. You kind of figured it out as you went. I, I figured yeah. everything out, and I don't know, I mean, still to this day, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm just, I don't know. I just, I'm just still trying to find ways to keep burrowing I you know burrowing myself in the sand in this industry it's like I'm staying <laughs> and you have to deal with me no matter what so <laughs> can't kick me out now they they can't I made a nest in the sand <laughs> <laughs> this is my little corner and there's no waves gonna wash me away because I'll just go under the sand and I'll pop back out when the wave goes away <laughs> I love that. What so are those much? clams? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Like, you can uh, see their little bubbles and the I, sand. They like I would, I would be lying if I <laughs> pretended to have the same knowledge as someone who did, worked on a crab boat off the coast of Oregon. They're clams. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that live in the sand. You see them, and then there's always the birds trying to eat them. <laughs> that is, that is <laughs> that's true. Funny. <laughs> that's that's. Anyways, inc- I like went way off subject. What was the question? No, that the was question. the question because okay. I was curious about your journey about how you oh, ended up here. Yeah, yeah. And there's so many cool things to unpack in there, and I don't know if we're going to touch them all in an hour. I mean, you worked on a goat farm, you lived on a tiny house, you biked across the country. Like, we almost glazed past that. What was... Did you bring a guitar when you went? No. No. So I... Oh, my God. So this was right during the time when I discovered the Punch Brothers. Nice. Have you heard of the Punch Brothers? I've heard that name, but... Oh, my God. Okay, so that band ruined me. They ruined me. Yeah. They're just like... I've never seen a band so good at so many different elements of music and performance and singing and just every, like they just, they have everything. And I saw them, this is like, I think we went to a show in Portland, Oregon at the Crystal Ballroom 
I think it was the Crystal Ballroom. They were playing, and Gabriel Kahane opened for them. And this was right before the tour. So my mind was obsessed with the Punch Brothers. And what I ended up doing in tech, we were biking through Texas, and I was missing music. I was missing, like, having it under my fingers. Mm -hmm. I ended up buying this mandolin in Texas because of Chris Thiele and the mandolin that he, you know, the Punch Brothers. He's just the mandolin player. And I have no idea how to play that instrument, but I just wanted something to make music with. So... Yeah, so on the bike tour, I, I ended up getting the mandolin and kind of working my fingers on into that. And then, which was, a, oddly enough, was um, brilliant that that happened because when I when we moved down to Ashland, I got a job at a bakery and I ended up joining this band, playing the mandolin in this band. I was like, I was backup. I was the filler. Yeah. Like there's a guitar, stand-up bass, and I was just the one that kind of chucked and held the beat together, and I didn't know what I was doing. And then I started singing harmonies with them, and then I'm like, oh my god, I could, could I like, could I sing a song or two? And they're like, yeah, sure. And this was the bakery and his daughter, like the bakery's the, the owner of the bakery and his daughter, so Meryl and Jenica, and so I, you know started to ask to do more and more and more in the band and and then eventually I just got to this point where like you know we were playing covers and stuff and I just I wanted to start writing my own music and it was it was during the same time I was taking guitar lessons with Bill Lenhard who is a seven string classical jazz guitarist that also lived in Ashland Oregon he died in November this last year R.I.P. So and he this is actually his guitar. Oh no this shit. Is Bill's guitar and he sold it to me and this is why I play a seven string because wow. of Bill. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So yeah, he would always say, you know, during my lessons, you know, he would like cuz he could sit in his chair and just know every note I'm playing. Like he just knows every note. One of those guys. He's one of those guys mm-hmm. where he's just insane. And uh he's just one of the things he would always say, he's like, God damn that six string, you know, he's like, start playing the seven string and you'll really see a difference. And I'm, and I, you know, and I'm, and Wayne at the Hilltop Music Shop in Ashland, he, uh, I, I go in and, you know, that's where I buy my strings, but he, he told me, he's like, you know, Bill's selling one of his guitars and I'm like, oh. I'm like, what is it? And he's like, it's a seven-string nylon classical. And I'm like, no way. It's his seven-string, his nylon that he's selling. And he's like, yeah, he just doesn't want to play it. And this was around the time when he, Bill started to have like this issue with his shoulder. So he actually couldn't lift up a part of his shoulder on his right arm to play the guitar anymore. So he was kind of letting go of his instruments and he was letting go of this one and I ended up buying it and I freaking love it. I love that. It's a low A. That's what that is. Gives it's a low A. Gives it some flavor. I know it. It's a bass line. It is. So you, like I'm basically a accompaniment and a bassist. 
That's so cool. That's what the seven string guitar does. I, For me, it does. Well, hey, it's so much cooler than what the new metal guys did with them, right? Oh, right, right. <laughs> you yeah, remember that? That's right, metal. Metal yeah. play. Yeah, they have seven strings and, too. That's I mean, cool. nothing, nothing against metal. Metal is a, uh, it's, it's just not my genre, but it's a whole. It takes a lot of talent to play it for sure. But those new metal guys, like they just they would chug on them, right? It was pretty much like power chords, right? <laughs> seven right. string. Yeah. Right. Well, Scarlett, we got to take a second to thank some sponsors. But when we come back, do you want to give the people another song sure. on the on that thing? Yeah. Let's do it. All right, we'll take a second. We'll be right back with Scarlett Woods and glad you're here in happyproductions.live glad you're here Family Pathways works alongside people to enhance lives through a continuum of essential services and together with the community champions positive social change together with volunteers donors and the community at large they give our neighbors the hope and stability they need Learn more, donate, and get involved by going to FamilyPathways.org. That's FamilyPathways.org. Get Dressed in Princeton is a clothing boutique owned and operated by a local mother-daughter team. At Get Dressed, they're all about stylish clothes, but without the boutique price tag. They have styles for everyone, men, kids, and of course, plenty of women's clothes, including a plus-size section. With fashionable accessories, shoes, purses, athletic wear, and formal dresses, at Get Dressed, you're sure to find something special and unique that you love. Get Dressed is open seven days a week and located at 602 South Rum River Drive in Princeton. Follow them on Facebook to see their newest inventory and sales and check out their website at getdressprinceton.com. Tune in Wednesdays for On the Road with Addie's presentation of So You Own a VW Bus. Audio tales from us, Ryan and Miracle, as we interview fellow Volkswagen bus owners. Go On the Road with Addie right here on happyproductions.live. More happiness. Less crappiness. everybody as promised we're back with the one the only scarlet woods i'm glad you're here scarlet i think the people would love to hear another song from you cool <laughs> awesome all right um this is a new one super new it's like a week old so i might flop it up and it might do what it wants to do because it's so unfamiliar yet this is called i'm going out all right here it is <laughs> Why don't you just shut up and leave me alone I don't care about your selfish tones You think you know how this world should be But all I hear from you is me, I, me, me People are hurting and hating these days I asked my doctor friend, will this ever mend? She said we don't have a cure for stupidity My advice is hold on to your friends and family Thank you. 
I don't claim to know a thing about life It's 6.18 and I don't want to fight So you all go ahead and blow yourselves to the moon I'm going out to play some romantic tunes I wish that didn't end. Uh, that was great. <laughs> cool, <thanks. laughs> no, the, the the ending was good. I just wish I, I didn't want it to stop. It is a short song. It is a short song, yeah. but that's great. So that was, uh, well, my notes didn't tell me. That's, I'm going out. I'm going out. I'm going out. That's an awesome song. So you went from playing the mandolin to the seventh string because Bill was teaching you, giving you guitar lessons, right? Yeah. Yep. When he was teaching you, was he also like teaching you how to write songs or just how to te- play guitar and you figured out writing on your own? No, he was teaching me how to find the chords that I was trying to hear in my head. Like I hear these chords. I hear these, you know, it's the chords are emotion, emotions, you know, it's like... Um, like that has a, an emotion to it, you know. So he was kind of... He was like teaching me how to understand where to find the third, where to find your root, you know, and and how to move in between. Like open chord voicings were that was his thing. Yeah. You know, and that's that's a lot of what this is. You know, that's your G chord, but most people go like this. They bar it. You know, and that's also a G chord, but he would say to me, he's like, why are you playing three G's? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you're playing three G's. Look at your octaves. He's like, what are you trying to say with three G's? I'm like, uh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, okay, well, you can, you know, if you just just play these three notes that's your root third and fifth and then all of a sudden you have a pinky that's available to go like this or to move like to just move you around somewhere else you know and then he also was saying that you know bar chords are really hard on your left hand as well especially if you're not in a position where your thumb is behind the neck versus over the neck and I don't know I don't know. I see a lot of really good guitarists that put their thumb over the top of the neck too. So I don't know if that's, I don't know. I just, I I kept what he taught me and and everything that he helped me think about music. I incorporate all of those things into my songs. He he sounds like a Mr. Miyagi type. He's like, like, he's brilliant. Like he studies Polish language for fun. (laughs) Wow. For fun. Like, that's what he does in his spare time. It's like, Polish is one of the hardest languages to learn. <laughs> All it's of like, them. Who, who would do that in their spare time? You know, most of us just binge out on Netflix or something. You know, yeah. But no, he's studying Polish. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, and- he's, I mean, he's like 86 years old or, you know, at the time. And, you know, he's just one of those old folks that was raised with a piano in the house. And what you did for entertainment back in the day was play music. You know, it's like, so, you know, he comes from this world where 
people understood music theory yeah you know versus nowadays it's it's harder to find folks that kind of have even just a little bit knowledge of theory yeah well a lot of us were were victims of like I, I blame that on I don't know what like the rock and roll media you know it, it was it, there was a lot of like glorifying and nothing against Jimi Hendrix but like glorifying the fact that Jimi Hendrix didn't know music theory or, or take your pick of people from that era well, right yeah and so did uh what um Westenberg what's that uh, Mark what? Not Mark Westberg. Paul Westerberg. Paul, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't know anything about. Well, and neither does um, Paul McCartney. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, he's like he doesn't. I mean, he was his dad. You know, Paul's dad was a classically trained bassist, so it's like he oh. grew up hearing that osmosis a little yeah, bit there. He yeah, grew up hearing how the bass lines should sound and where they. Sh- you know, he has that. So I think that does creep into a lot of artists, whether they actively study it or not. And, you know, I grew up listening to some classical, but I was really obsessed with film score music when I was a kid. And that's actually what I wanted to go into, but I didn't make it into St. Olaf College. (laughs) (laughs) So so I moved out west instead. (laughs) Hey, it worked worked out for you. Uh, I don't know. Well, all your influences... This is very different from film score music. (laughs) It it is, but it's also in a way it's not because there's a cinematic element to your oh, music totally. too. There you know, is, is. so which is a cool aspect to it that gives it a whole another flair beyond somebody who studied classical under under Bill and then also was a fan of the Punch Brothers who want to be to score films. That's a lot of unique influences that creates yeah. Scarlet Woods. I love it. Yeah, and Cole Porter and Cole can't Porter. forget and John Williams. Oh, James yeah. Horner, we got to get those film score guys in there. Yeah, give them the credit. Yeah. yeah. John, John Williams hasn't gotten enough credit yet. I oh, God. Think. And he's like 90-something, too. I know. Oh, I'd love to meet him. Oh, I'd love to meet him before he dies. <laughs> he's so incredible. I know. And he's still doing he it. He does all of... I mean, he did all of Spielberg's movies. He made Spielberg. He, I, I know. <laughs> Their team together made like some of the best films Hollywood ever has ever seen I yeah. admire but that's no, I, it's just an opinion I would I would have to agree with that okay. some some opinions are facts that one's a fact <laughs> we're just gonna call that a fact. <laughs> call that call that a fact um, and I don't care if anyone has alternative facts to that yeah, gonna, yeah. although um, <laughs> some people are I don't know some people don't like Spielberg too and I you know whatever yeah I mean it's it's there's personal taste there but he's um, that's our generation though yeah he's like the millennial he the is, millennials like him yeah like Steve Stephen King describes his books as like, or his own books, right, as hamburgers. He's like, I write really good hamburgers for people. Mm-hmm. I think of Steven Spielberg is like, he makes good steaks. Oh, I, I'm a fan of that. You know? Filet mignon. Filet mignon. There we go. Yeah, it's like, it's it's not, it's not anything, bra- it's not a Womney, but it's, it's a good steak, man. Yeah. <laughs> you can't go wrong. I know, and it's like, you just... You you feel something after leaving and watching his films. Like he just gives you this, you know. Even his newer stuff, like Super Eight. I mean, that's so classic Spielberg. You know, set in the eighties with the kids, up to no good, and and that's kind of what Stranger Things kind of mimicked and followed too, True. which I think is probably has helped that series because 
I'm going out on a limb, but because Spielberg kind of paved that way with E.T. and oh, yeah. um, Super 8 and just, you know, all these classic movies. That's that's kind of who they're, they're paying homage to. I mean, the whole thing. I think so. I think you're right. I think they're, yeah. Something's yeah. going on with that. <laughs> Something is going on. I've taken us down a rabbit hole about, you about did. movies. You did. <laughs> you did. I, was, I was about to ask about the new Spielberg movie, too. Have you seen it? That's the no. One. I haven't either. So yeah, we don't. Movie out. Yeah, he's got the uh, the one about his life. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I heard about that. I haven't seen it either, so oh, I gotta go watch that. I know. I, I I also need to make the time. But so you're you're playing up in Aiken in in not even a week, in a couple days. You're gonna be playing at uh, the Ripple Center on February tenth. Where can people get tickets for that if they wanna come and come and see I you? I think the Ripples yeah, the Ripple Center, uh their website. RippleCenter.com or org ripples. If you just Google the Ripple Center Aiken, it'll Yo. their website will pop up. Okay. So on the website and then or at the door, twelve bucks at the door. Sweet. So yeah, if you want to hear more of these beautiful songs from Scarlet, go to the Ripple Center. You could go to the airport if you want to like go through security and deal with that. You can go. <laughs> Can you, know, you go through security without I, a passport? I have no idea how Neither that do works. I. I'm always so There's anxious. There's a guy that wants to go, and I'm like, I don't know if he... Because he, he went to my Mojo show yesterday, and and he's like, can I go to the airport? I'm like, I don't think you can get through customs without a departure, like a ticket. <laughs> I would just like to go hang out in the airport, please. Yeah, can you... <laughs> Come in and, and chill. Sorry, <sighs> I don't know when I'll be down in Minneapolis again. You'll 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 make it back. We'll we'll get oh, you back one way or the other. Okay. Once we get this listening room up and running, we'll definitely uh, Sean will definitely have you down oh, there yeah, for sure. Totally, totally. So yeah, make sure make sure you keep bugging him on that. I think he just texted me. Um, <laughs> my girlfriend texted me and said, "No, you can't. You can't go to the airport." And just hang out. They won't let you do it. Oh, okay. They, oh, they won't. So, yeah. Sorry, folks. Sorry. Well. You can't see me there. All right. Now I've taken us down a rabbit hole of movies and airports, and I'm I'm burning your time, and I apologize. But one thing I'm really curious about, Scarlett, because these songs are so beautiful, and like we were talking about your array of influences, like how, how do you go about writing one of your songs? And, and I don't mean you know what comes first the words or the music like what what inspires them do you are you inspired by experiences you had back on the crab boat or biking across the country or where do they come from what sparks them you know they they all come yeah they all come from experiences with life yeah you know and and i've had a lot of different experiences in my life you know there's it's kind of it's Oh, yeah, it's all over the map, you know, and a lot of it comes from love and relationships. And I've kind of stepped into that world in a very different way. You know, I think being queer kind of sets you out of the box a little bit with how you interact, you know, emotionally and physically with other people. Um, And then, you know, at, at one point I was practicing polyamory, which also is in like a whole nother layer to relationships and how to navigate relationships. You know, that was a lot of that, you know, that was out West when I was doing that. And it's, it was just more acceptable to do that stuff too. You know, it's like, you know, I don't really feel comfortable being queer in Northern Minnesota, but I do when I come down to Minneapolis or I do when I go to Duluth, you know, so it's like, I'm allowed to just be more open and I think when you're free to kind of express who you are you're you know you can discover parts of yourself and sure. and you know and I think that's 
when you're able to do that, you know, you you have access to different levels of who you are, and you know, you can draw from. I don't know. I think the songs come from that too, in a way. You know. Yeah, it, they're very heavily emotional. I will say that they're very thematic. Was thematic. what you said earlier, and and that's yeah, and that's probably the the film score influence as well. But it's I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to put them a little more in a box for people to listen to. You know, a little more palatable, I guess. I don't know. They're plenty palatable. Okay. Don't don't okay. condense yourself into a box for these people. Uh, these people I don't know. are all. But on. that's how I mean. That's how it's it's moving though. It's. You know, it's kind of what's in style. Yeah. It's fitting into that box. And that's how those playlists work on Spotify. I know. It's you know, that's why so many artists kind of sound the same, you it's, know, because they're like, oh, because it's that sound. Yeah, they can throw it onto a playlist it, and they it, have it, it on. It fits on a playlist better. And it's just, that's just how that algorithm works. But, you know, you're you're kind of destroying the artist by doing that, you know, but they don't care about that. They care about money. So, that's that's the difference. Yeah, and then there's the click rate. That's another thing that Spotify does. If your song isn't catchy in the first ten or fifteen seconds or something, it gets passed up on playlists as well because it doesn't have that catchy little. I know, isn't that crazy? It's, what we're doing to music and artists? That's like what? Well, this, Joni Mitchell would never survive sh- today's world. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. You know what? Actually, I love that you bring up Joni Mitchell because she would be just like you. She would be standing up against it. And I get a lot of people that say that about yeah. me. And, and God, I didn't even know her music. It wasn't until a fan, when I was living out in Santa Cruz, he came to one of my shows and he gave me a vinyl of her blue. Oh, good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> Dave. I'm shouting out for Dave. There yeah. you go, Dave. <laughs> And he's like, listen to this, and on when it's raining on a rainy day with a glass of red wine, just listen to this album. I'm like, okay. That, so that so I kind of started, you know, and I, I, I'm familiar with those songs. I can't sing along to those songs. I don't know it well enough to where I sing along to it, but I listen to her, and it's like, okay, yeah, I kind of hear how she's a little, her intervals. Yeah, it's it, there's, there's a different phrasing there. Yeah, for sure. for the phrasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's... Uh, she, like her phrasing reminds me of Willie Nelson's phrasing in a way. Oh, interesting. Because both of them kind of bend around the vocal melody in in a similar. It's different, but it it feels it has a similar feel to it where it's very fluid. Yeah. If that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But I could I could see that I could I could see some Joni Mitchell in Scarlet Woods and you're like I said you're you're standing up to kind of what they're tr- the box are trying to put you in with not being on the social media and the other cool thing you were talking about off air you're working on another full length another full length record right yes. now yes yeah what's yeah. the plan for that oh my god that's gonna be amazing so these are these are all songs that are gonna be on it um but yeah that'll be out in uh the fall of this year and oh, awesome. i'm recording with kevin right now I'll, I'll be doing the drum drum tracks for three of the songs tomorrow with him in the studio and so I'm down in I'm down in Minneapolis a lot this month, and then probably March and April, mid March and part of April, I'll finish up the other Very the cool. other tunes. So how many how many songs do you think are going to be on it? Probably ten, ten or eleven. It's a sweet spot. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so with ten, eleven songs that made the record, how many did you write 
for it? All of them. Well, I guess my, my question, like how many did you write that you had to whittle down to 10 or 11? Or was it just you wrote 10 or 11 and those were all good? Oh, I wrote 10 or 11 and those are good. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. I know. Well, I spent some of these songs I've spent two years on. Got it. So, yeah, I'm not... I know. That's another thing. There's like, there's songwriters that write a bunch of songs and they throw, like they call them throwaways. And to me, I'm just like, God, I don't want to throw anything away because I put so much of my time into a song. Like, why not just make the song good for the first time around, even if it takes two years? <laughs> Measure twice, cut once, right? I know. Yeah. Exactly. That's, I, that's, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Good, good move. I don't know. I don't know if it's a good move, though. It, that's just what I do, though. Yeah, stop second-guessing yourself. If, if, if the other people are doing something, just do the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm learning how to just... Yeah, let that stuff roll off me. It's like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of the people that write those quote unquote throwaway songs probably do what you do anyways. Is where they they throw them away, but they keep a line or two or something that they liked from it, right, you know, and they yeah. will use that again later. Yeah. And you probably just didn't turn that line or two into a full song. You didn't waste it. You just you worked with it for two years until it found a home, right? Right. Or whatever. That I'm assuming anyway. Yeah. 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 So yeah. instead of wasting the time on it. <laughs> only to pull out the good line anyway just use the good line yeah that's yeah that's a good yeah that's a good way to look at it yeah it's 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 a way to look at it yeah yeah i think you do get better though the more songs you write like i'm kind of feeling that now like i you know just i don't know just since i moved back to minnesota i feel like my writing has kind of gotten a little bit faster and uh fluent and, and speaking that language, you know, music is a language. Music is a language. And so, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's a muscle. You got you to work it you out. Gotta you got to exercise know? it, yeah, yeah. And the more songs you write, the faster you get at it. And that's just how it is. That's, that's, that's just, how muscles work. That's, that's <laughs> how muscles work. And and it takes a little while to get to get comfortable with writing songs and, and believing that they're good, you yep. know, and, and having totally. that thing. And it comes back to what you said about the openness thing, too, where... That whole tortured artist myth is is just that it's a myth, and those those tortured artists created good art in spite of the obstacles against them, not because of them, mm-hmm. right? So it's like the more you can be honest and true with who you are and more open about yourself, it just makes it easier to have that creative outlet and create something, yeah, and I be creative so. in general. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I'm right on the cusp of like understanding that. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken me this long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's yeah. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I was getting there. Yeah. Well, Scarlet, we're we're <laughs> we're all slow learners around here. We're coming off at the end of our time together. Do you want to give the folks one more song? Sure. Yeah. I'm gonna play that one that's gonna be released this Friday. I love it. And this is a this is the new song I work with with um, Kevin Bow and the his Kill Room Studio. I'm super proud of this one. It's. This is called Close to You. Close to You. I spoke a little secret as you stepped out of the room. I leaned a little closer after all the springs and blooms. Thought away 
what I waited to say. I'm feeling a little braver these days. My heart hurries to love, steady moves leading this time. Was feeling for a beat where our steps would fall a line. I got hooked by your smile, pulled me from a mile. I'm feeling a little braver these days. I'm feeling braver, braver these days. Your prints all over me. Call the stew, become like one that night gave me a song. I got hooked by your style, pulled me from a mile. I'm feeling a little braver these days. Yes, I'm feeling braver, braver these days. That's incredible. That comes out on Friday? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Close to You by yeah. Scarlett being released on Friday. Yeah. Yes. Um, I got a question in the chat box from a listener for oh, you. Yes. Right. And the listener's my girlfriend, but she used the chat box. <laughs> <laughs> so she wants to know what brought you back to Minnesota? Oh, the pandemic. The pandemic, really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I built a second tiny house. And I meant to take that back. I was in California, and I wanted to take that back to Oregon because I went through a divorce in 2018, and then I put on my album 2019, and the pandemic happened, and and my life just crumbled and fell apart. And I didn't play music at all during the pandemic. I was so broken. I was so heartbroken. Yeah. But I took all that creative energy and put it into a house that I named Scarlet. And that's also on my website, actually, if you want to check out the pictures. Um, it's just beautiful. I'm so proud of her. But I ended up getting a bunch in debt and needed the only way out was to sell the house. Oh, so I sold the house. and I'm like, all right, well, I don't know where else to go. So come back home to family. Yeah. 
and I left a good relationship. I just, I don't know. I was not well. I was not right in my head during all that. So the pandemic brought me back home. Hey, well, we're, you know, what, whatever the reason, we're glad you're here now. You know, oh, well, we're, we're you. glad, we're glad to have you here. And thank you so much for making the world a little bit brighter with your yeah, music. Right. We, we really appreciate it. Me. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we're going to play the, the 2019 record right after this front to back. I'm right here. Anything you want to tell the folks about this one or uh, any, oh, anything yeah. else to where to find you all that good stuff? Uh, that is, so that album is the first kind of project where I hired other musicians and the guy that recorded me, um, producer, it was kind of his first major project too. So there's there's a lot of new things happening on that album. So it it you know it's it sounds the way it does because I think some of those things that were happening, but I still adore um, many of those songs. Um, so yeah, have fun listening to that, and then. Um, you could find me at scarletwoods.com, Scarlet with a K and two T's, and that homepage shows me where I'm playing all over Minnesota in February and March, and um, I'm on all streaming platforms. I have a YouTube channel if anyone wants to subscribe to my YouTube, and then there's also a patron if there's crazy fans out there that want to join my Patreon, so... Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Scarlett. We're going to take a second to thank some sponsors. We'll be right back with I'm Right Here, the full record by Scarlett Woods. Thanks again. Thanks. Yeah. Scarlett Woods, everybody. What a pleasure to talk to. What a life she has lived. Just an incredible human being. That was a blast. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Glad you're here. And there's going to be more coming out every single Wednesday. And if you're kind of curious about what happened here is... I have a radio show. It's called Glad You're Here. It hosts on happyproductions.live. And I've recorded these interviews with local artists for the past year. And they've been backlogged in the library. And I'm finally taking the time to comb through those and upload them as podcasts. So every week we're releasing a new one. And every week I'm still hosting a new one as well. So I'm just creating more of a backlog for myself. But it's a good problem to have because these are cool people to talk to. It's the best job in the world. I'm Grant Glad. You can find me, uh, grantgladmusic.com, Instagram, grantgladmusic. If you want to follow the show, uh, Facebook, Glad You're Here Radio Show. Stay up to date on everything that's going on. Reach out. I don't bite. I'm mostly house trained. And uh, thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it. It means the world. Support local music, wherever you are. Support local music, support local music, support local music. I will harp on that until the day I die. Thanks again. Talk to you next week.